0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Bukari Sellers Podcast. Today's a funny episode, man. We'll be interviewing the actor and comedian Little Rel Howery. But before I get to Little Rail, I wanted to shout out South Carolina women's basketball coach Don Staley. She just got win 500 last night and her efforts to bring attention to the unequal treatment of women's and men's basketball teams participating in this year's NCAA tournament. You know, in case you missed it this past week, in response to the embarrassing disparities in the facilities that the NCAA provided to men's and women's basketball teams participating in their respective championship tournaments, Coach Daly penned a letter, an open letter to the NCAA. Here's the best part of her letter. Quote, what we now know is the NCAA's season long messaging about togetherness and equality was about convenience and a soundbite for the moment created after the murder of George Floyd. Whew. She goes on further to say, we cannot, as leaders of young women, allow NCAA President Mark Emmert and his team to use us and our student athletes at their convenience. Every team here in San Antonio has earned and deserves at a minimum the same level of respect as the men. All the teams here dealt with the same issues as the men's teams this season, yet their reward is different. If y'all saw the difference in the weight room facilities, you'd understand why Coach Staley did what she did, but it's bigger than a single facility in San Antonio. What she's doing is what we should all be doing in this moment, and that's making highly profitable industries that say the right things actually live up to their PR. Everybody had the right things to say when George Floyd died this summer, but what are they doing about it? I think we all know that the corporate responses to this past summer were largely performative, But it's really on us as customers, fans, employees, and stakeholders to do what Coach Daly did, and that's call people to the mat. And a day later, after she wrote the open letter, there was an apology and new facilities. Power concedes nothing without a demand. And Coach Daly showed us how to leverage our platforms to hold people accountable. And that's that on that. Now on to our episode with Lil
1: This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. restrictions. All plaque. See website for details.
0: Thank you for joining the Bakari Sellers podcast. We got a little rail with us today. We're going to hop right to it. You know, we start our, all of our episodes by having our guests walk us through the arc of their careers. And you've been able to successfully transition from stand up to television, to film, all while keeping a hand in all three. And you're writing and producing content for Quelly TV. Walk us through these big breaks in your career such that you're now a real force in comedy, television, film, and now in the content production business.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a very intentional thing. You know what I mean? Like, where, like, I try to live up to what my heroes did. <laughs> you, know, mm-hmm. you know, it makes me crazy. But, like, that's that's always been my focus and my goal is to, like, do what the cats I look up to just do what they did and, and even more. Right. And, um, I've been able to, and it's funny too. I think the last few days for some weird reason, I've been reflecting on that. Um, mm-hmm. a lot about like Bernie Mac and Eddie and cast it. I really look up to Robin Williams, Robin Harris. It's just kind of living up to what they've done and then try to do it even bigger. So like, you know, you have, those are my heroes. And then my, my new heroes are like Ava DuVernay and yeah. Yeah watching how they all move and just trying to combine, outside of just being in front of the camera, what I do behind the scenes is, I know it's very important to to the game and just to like elevate and enhance and other people who have the same type of dream.
0: I mean, it's important because we have to be in charge of telling our own story. And you know, when you're able to do this and you have this platform, that's what's dope about it. Let, let's talk about your newest. One of the reasons we're here is because you got a new project out called Bad Trip. We're going to play the, the trailer right here. It's finally time for that road trip. I'm talking. Why? Yeah, C.
2: Shouldn't have taken my sister's car, man. She's crazy. He will kill us.
1: Keep your mouth shut. Snitches get stitches.
0: If the squad ain't with me, then it ain't right. We got four whole days. We can kick back, relax, and breathe in America.
2: We are the only black people in here.
0: Black to make a toast. What are you doing up there? Get down I love there. you up
1: Come
2: on, come on, come on, get up.
0: And I know on a podcast, we'll, we'll play the visual, uh, but on a podcast, people listen, can't see that trailer. But I'm telling you, it's funny as fuck. So, Real, what is what is Bad Trip about? And talk to us about your character, Bud.
2: Well, you know what's funny is doing a prank movie. And I don't, I don't know if it's ever been done where it is black leads in it. You know what I'm saying that doesn't happen all the time. Where it's black leads in a in a prank movie, and we prank a lot of black people. Why some of the reactions are like, "Oh, this is crazy." That this yeah. is the funniest movies I've ever done. Now, you know, would I do it again? I don't know. Like if this is I, if this <laughs> why really, did
0: you say why did you say yes to this one though? I mean, tell me tell me what made you say yes to this one? Eric is my
2: friend, and, and I'm a fan of the Jackass movies. Got gotcha. you. Huge fan. So like, you know, you watch some stuff, you're like, ha ha, that's great. And he do it. you like, yeah, this is crazy. Right. <laughs> Cause that's what it was. It's like, you don't know how anybody's going to react. Correct. It's acting class one-on-one too, because you have to stay in those characters. So like being Bud Malone, Bud is a real chill dude. He, he's, you know, he's not as confident. He plays every, does everything by the book. So to stay in character, So the prank and work was even crazier. So like when when I you know we did did the film, once I got put once I put my costume on, I wasn't me anymore. And I that's how we made everything work. The people have to believe what's happening is really happening. So you have to stay in character.
0: How do you how do you not prank? Because one of the things I've always remembered is when Jay Prince got pranked how do you make sure you're not pranking the wrong person and they take this thing I, I, sideways? Cause I, you hit, you've heard the legendary story about when Jay Prince got pranked and he was like, yeah, I mean, I'll be at the studio in a minute. So how do you, how do you make sure that you, you people play along and don't, for lack of a better term, beat your ass?
2: Well, <laughs> the, first, the first day we shot the movie, we almost got murdered. Like the the first, <laughs> the first day, uh, you know, I don't even want to a, do a spoiler, but Man, we was in that Chinese finger trap, and we walked into that barbershop that, which we walked into the wrong barbershop. Our security wasn't in there, the cameras wasn't in there, and the way this dude reacted, like I, I think I broke character, everything. Like I fell <laughs> to the ground. I hurt my elbow. I like scraped myself up because he literally lunged at us with this man. It was crazy. So yeah, it, you don't know. You don't know. I'm like, what do it. You- what was this brother talking about before we came in here? Yeah. like because it felt like it was like yeah walking like this i'm a, I'm a murderer man. that's what it felt like. and i remember just walking off set like i i think i quit the first day i was like you know what I'm saying? i can't do it. yeah well, I, li- I didn't they didn't say i was wrapped i literally got up and walked to the hotel in the stuff i had on it was crazy. I called my manager. I called, which the, the legendary story is, I did call Tiffany Haddish because one of my best friends. I'm like, Eric got me doing this crazy movie. I almost got murdered today and I'm never doing this again. And then Tiff called Eric, like, yo, did you almost get real killed? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, she's like, yo, I gotta
0: be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. so but let's talk about let's talk about Tiffany Haddish when she's not out there making silhouette videos on IG and stuff. You worked with her before in a few projects. Talk about your relationship with her and how it. What's it like doing comedy with her because she seems like such a perfect fit for your sister Trina in the hidden camera format.
2: I mean, Tiff is is one of my best friends, right? And we was talking. We we have our moments. out there we was talking last night for a while because we just talking about the Grammys and her winning and. We were both just talking about like, dang, you remember we was speaking all this stuff up? Like we was speaking up crazy stuff, man. Like fifteen years ago, and um, just to
0: watch. But you don't have no Grammy though.
2: Not yet, she said. Actually, <laughs> I just—I literally just recorded a comedy album. So.
0: Oh I, yeah, you better get one then. Let's go there. she said, but I—I I don't dispute anything Tiff says
2: to me. I mean, she's been like that since. We've met, like, like, nah, you gonna win up Grammy? I'm like, all right, uh, but you know, she she's just a, she's so much fun, she's so funny. But when I tell you she spoke all this stuff up, she literally in my house in Chicago about 10, like 10, 15 years ago, goes like, yeah, we're gonna be brother and sister, we're gonna play husband and wife. We, we've done all this stuff, like we played all these different characters together. And her as Trina, because she was down for it. she was she was. She was down with the and shit, and she
0: got you know. T- she, I love Tiffany Addis. I got a chance to meet, to, to speak with her. She and Charlemagne, we were out, we were at Tyler Perry's studio, and she got a little. She down. She ready to go. So she plays this role perfectly.
2: If snapped in this movie, and that's and that's what people don't realize about prank movies. You have to, because people will recognize. They can't recognize you. They they could actually. So how
0: do you do? That? How do you make sure that they don't recognize? That's the question yeah. I have. Well, the big part is. The pace of it, you got to
2: really dive into this. People don't have time to think, right? They're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, (laughs) it has to be so fast. Everything has to be fast. We have to be really into it where you just, you won't think about it until it's done. Like, I knew it, but I I wasn't sure because it was too Like, and, oh my God, when people see this movie, it's just certain, it's just certain pranks, man. Because it's just certain stuff happening where, like, only time I almost broke for me was when, you know, Eric and the zoo thing. And I tried it, because the aunties was going crazy. They was just, like, grabbing me. They were so scared. And I was trying not to laugh. That's the only time I was like, "I I can't do this. This is too much. And I had to, like, turn my head sometimes. Because they were reacting so, like, what the hell is he doing? Like, it was, like. Oh my God! Because it felt like if my aunties was in this movie, that's how they would react reacted, and that is how they reacted. And it was. Man, you
0: can't so, be out here killing I, old people, real. You know I, that, right? I I could not. I was fighting myself not to laugh. So you mentioned something a minute ago about Chicago. Your roots are in stand up, so I've got to talk to you about this. I want to talk Chicago comedians just briefly because I feel like y'all don't get the shine y'all deserve. You have Bernie Mac. Hannibal Burris, you, Deion Cole, Corey Holcomb, and then you've got three of my Morehouse brothers and good friends, Clark Jones, Will Miles, and Dave Hellam out of Chicago that represent the next generation of Chicago comedians. What's in the water in Chicago that makes y'all so special and crazy as fuck? What, what is that about? You can't forget D-Ray, right, D-Ray Davis. Oh, I forgot. Yeah.
2: Who really... And I was coming up, I got the, like, him and Corey were the first ones that had those deals first, man. So, like, you, it all felt like, oh, this is possible. But I don't know. I think the competitiveness of trying to be different is very interesting, Chicago. Chicago comedians, we all want to sound different. We don't all want to sound the same. Coming up in that time, too, was crazy because everybody was so good. So, like, you had to be really good to get stage time, man. You know, you would be on the show, and there's, like, eight cats on there, Destroying and you like oh I can't be okay, <laughs> I, but also I think Chicago's so segregated. <laughs> True it makes you a strong. Com- it makes you have to be funny in front of so many different types of people, and we're not even just about white or black anything like that. Even different types of black people. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got the hood black people, you have the boogies. You want, like so you have to be funny for in front of so many different types of people. It just makes you stronger, and I, I also think too that we all like. Cause I, we all, all of us here in L.A. We came here hard, like, like I don't know what y'all doing, but we coming to rip down the damn stage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, Chicago made me feel like a star first, and so because of that, I was able to come to these other places. Very, I was very confident, cause Chicago made me confident.
0: And a lot of people don't know with your platform, you were not a selfish brother. You put a lot of these, like my good friend Clark and our rest of them. You put a lot of them on and give them opportunities. So. Thank you for that. Let me ask you this. How can people, because we went away without talking about it, but how can people watch Bad Trip and when can we see it? Because I've been blessed enough to have the top secret Netflix, this and that. I ain't sharing nobody password. I don't want no email saying that, you know, your account been logged into from another city. So I ain't sharing nothing. But when can people see it and how can they see it?
2: <laughs> I like how you got the disclaimer together. it. Like, get all that down out. I gotta get my kids similar accounts. No, uh, but no. March twenty sixth on Netflix. Watch Bad Trip. Like I, I'm almost afraid of how popular this movie. Be, like I wanted to do well, but I'm afraid because it's a prank movie, and you don't want people to walk up to you like, yeah, I know you do the prank, so I'm gonna do some weird shit to you.
0: Yeah. That's what they gonna. That's what's gonna happen. And they're gonna be like, when the next one coming? Everybody, when you walk in, they're gonna be like, where the cameras at? This nigga got cameras. Where
2: the cameras? No, but. Uh, <laughs> No, but March twenty sixth, Netflix. It is, uh, man. It, it's. Whew, I feel like it's going to be crazy. It'll be nice to watch, actually. You know, to see if we we end up number one or in the top ten thing, and like it's going to be fun, man. Like I, but I think people are going to be addicted to watching this. When you a movie like this, you're going to watch more than once because you can it's,
0: watch it. Yeah, yeah, you can watch it more than once. You're
2: gonna, and then we're going to release uh, stuff that didn't make the movie. We did other pranks that didn't make. it. And, uh, so
0: it's like when you go to Blockbuster, you get two DVDs in it. You get the one in the front end and the one in the back. <laughs>
2: DVDs. I've ever the tapes at Blockbuster. <laughs> I went to America at Blockbuster. It was on sale. Like you, know what used to yeah, say? I went,
0: funny story. I went. I went to my daddy's house. I went to my daddy's house the other day. He still had one of them. One of them late returns. I was like, man, they probably done sued you for this tape. <laughs> he still got an old Blockbuster tape at the house.
1: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness.
0: You know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is Quelly TV. We had Deshaunna Spencer on the show before to talk about Quelly. So we're fans of her and Quelly. But talk about your role as the head of comedy for Quelly.
2: I mean, this is a beautiful thing, man. Something I really invested into and uh, I'm proud of. Deshaunna Spencer this amazing black woman who did something with great intention. Uh, let me be a part of this. Because I, I think a lot of times they don't put talent, and executive positions, I, which I don't understand, right? I don't understand sometimes. I'm just being honest with, like, you have people that's head of comedy that never ever told a joke or wrote a joke or did anything. Like, how, how are you a head of comedy? What you do? Oh, yeah, I went to school to be an accountant, but, yeah, they let me be head of comedy. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And I I love the fact that Deshaunna gave me an opportunity that I think – the cats that came before me, like Ken Robbie Wayne's, Robert Towns, I could just name a gang of people who I never understood the studio's not putting them in executive positions, and especially for all the people they put on, discovered, and did all this stuff. They just never put them in that position. So for her to give me the opportunity to give opportunity to other content creators from around the world. And that's been the fascinating thing about all the stuff Man. that it to me from around the world, uh, to my Africa. And like, because I, I get on the phone with everybody once I, you know, submit the uh, curate their stuff. And just to know what everybody's story is and how they did this is even more crazy. So I'm so thankful to be in a position to show Hollywood the next group of showrunners and directors and writers and stars. And I think Coeli TV, I think what we're doing with it, we're going to even like, we're going to, I think we un, we're underrated it away, which
0: is fine. Because you come under the radar, that's the best that's way to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, man, I, mean I, I just so I just had an idea though. I just had an idea. Bad trip two, right? Man, we're gonna do it overseas though. We're gonna do it like we're gonna do it in like Europe, one in Europe, one in Africa. I got it, man. Listen, just throw me a little EP credit. I don't even need executive. Just call me deputy, deputy executive. If you want to replace me, you can't. <laughs> like they can <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you, either, it's the toughest genre of anything I've ever done
0: explain that why is that
2: because you don't know how they're going to react like it's just like Eric is Eric is Eric is that's one of my good friends Eric is fucking crazy and like <laughs> so he could he deals with things i like fam the risk of what this is is insane so like you think about Eric Andre Sasha uh, Barry Cohen th- those are some unique uh, uh, what's the man uh, Man, Johnny Knoxville—they're unique people, man. Like that's not normal to do. That's why I don't know if you can keep doing
0: it. Which you scary. do realize that you just committed yourself and did extremely well that same abnormal shit that you're talking about, right?
2: That's why I'm like, I do I do it again? Like, I, like, I, but I tell you, I tried to quit the first day. I was like, you know, some. Uh, I think I'm gonna die. I called my family. Like, look, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen with this movie. I don't know if I'm gonna be alive in three days, but. I love everybody. Uh, <laughs> the first day we almost get murdered. It scares the hell out of you. But, just, you know, it's funny because the first day was so intense, it made it more comfortable with everything else. But what people react, you don't know what's going to make people angry. The stuff we predicted that would piss people off didn't do it. It was the stuff I was like, why are you so mad about this? Why are you? Why are you so angry? About us being in a Chinese finger trap, connected with, you know, it, like, like wh- why? It was like people, walk, I mean, we was walking down the street and some of the two brothers walk back and like, yeah, I hope they don't say nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just too much. It's like, what? y'all so angry. man. You
0: don't, you don't know, people People been having bad days out here, man. That's what it is. You catch somebody on a bad day. Look, according to Wikipedia, which I can't stand, but I and IMDB, you got a busy 2021 where yeah. Bad Trip is just one of seven projects you got coming out. Four of them I haven't heard of. So give us the quick and dirty on Free Guy, Fatherhood, Vacation Friends, and Deep Water. Can you talk about any of those? Yeah. Vacation
2: Friends, the movie I did with John Cena, uh, which is I, I haven't seen the cut yet, but I, I think they sent it to me soon. But I, I keep hearing it's like the it's hysterical. That's the first movie I'm number one. I'm number one on the call sheet. That's me starring in. And it felt you good. Gonna
0: know, you ain't gonna know how to act, huh? I hope you get a I hope you get a red carpet too. I hope everybody's vaccinated. You get a real red carpet. I just want y'all
2: to see this movie. Yvonne already plays my fiance. It's dope. Man. But Cena, me and Cena, we might be a new weird comedy combination. Nobody's seen coming, actually. You know what I'm saying? Like it it, it was like, I was telling the director that when we was done, like, yo, this is, cause Cena's okay with just going there. And like I did, like my own stunts. And he's like, hey, dude, you don't have to do your own stunts. I don't know what you do. Yeah, like, no, because I wonder. Bad trip really kicked off the worst because then I thought I'm about to just do my own stunts. Be the comedian, Black Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't have to do your own stunts. Uh, so that uh, Deep Water I did with uh, uh, Ben Affleck was crazy fun. Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. I don't care what nobody say. Like I know it's a comedy, but we should get nominated for an Oscar for that movie because it's really, Uh-oh. it's really great. So free guys, great, and what else? father fatherhood. Fatherhood with Kevin Hart is uh, Kev watching Kev do this dramatically is very is 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 brilliant. It's such a it's a really good film. That uh, I got not another sports show. My sports show. I, I'll get yeah. my pop shot on. And then my game show, Small Fortune, and then it's another movie, but I can't tell y'all what. A, y'all gonna have to just see me
0: pop up. Man, you are gonna be on everything. We gonna we gonna be watching movies. You are gonna be popping up in the Cialis commercials, running through the weeds and stuff. You gonna be doing everything.
2: All the Ad commercials are running now too. Me and <laughs> <gonna march> back.
0: <laughs> I love it, bro. I know you got to get out of here, man. You got a you you on your tour, so I got a couple just a couple more questions for you. I loved Live in Crenshaw, especially the funeral skit everybody go to HBO and watch it if you haven't is there another stand up on the horizon
2: yes yeah, so I just recorded my comedy album a week ago in Nashville
0: and I just listened to it yesterday and uh yeah it's I think this is probably the best thing I've ever
2: so once again
0: did you find you found black people to be in the audience in Nashville?
2: On well, fam, yes. <laughs> there's, there's black but it's—I think. Uh, well, you—I not wait you here to special because I do talk about Nashville and what I, <laughs> I. I know some black people here. It was funny. It felt like the black people was like, "Thank you for coming here," because we want. <laughs> 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 I just felt like you know the restorationists is probably here. It felt like that energy was there like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is so funny. So yeah, that's my next. My album's gonna come out probably like May or June, so we're gonna edit it the next week or so. And it's when I tell you, it might be my best work I've done yet, and that's why I did an album for real because I'm like, you know, some Grammys and all this other shit. You can't pass me if I did a, a real album. This ain't, ain't no video to this. This is a straight album. That's why Tiffany mm-hmm. the other day it was like, "You going win our Grammy?" I, I, I
0: you. hear you. I mean, they they only passed on Nas for forty five years before they gave that man a. <laughs> 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 is Grammy. Look, my last question for you. Who was on your Mount Rushmore of comedy? Oh, uh, Eddie Murphy is,
2: is to me number one. Richard Pryor, uh, Moms Mabley,
0: Bernie. Mm. Uh, I think that's it. And Mount Rushmore got four people on it. We'll do one more. Robin Harris. Oh, there you go. Man, y'all catch up with one of the funniest men in the business right here. I know this man is is doing so much work. I just want to thank him from the bottom of my heart, not just for the time you're giving me today, but also taking care of my friends that we share in common, Clark and Will and all those boys from Chicago, man. Whenever you reach a level that you still are reaching out and giving your friends platforms from me to you, that means a great deal, man. So shout out to all the Chicago comedians. Shout out to Lil Rail. Go check his new movie out, March 26th, Bad Trip. And all I can say about it is it's funny as fuck, man. Thank you so much for joining me, my brother. Have a great day. Thank you so much, man. Before I let you go, I wanted to talk about the runoff happening in Louisiana's second congressional district to replace departing Congressman Cedric Richmond between State Senator Karen Carter Peterson and State Senator Troy Carter. I support State Senator Peterson in this race for a whole host of reasons not the least of which is because I believe her to be the most progressive candidate left in the race, but I also believe that she represents the most significant shift in terms of environmental justice for that district. Here's why that matters. This district stretches from Baton Rouge to New Orleans and includes quote-unquote Cancer Alley. This region of Louisiana has vast stretches of refineries and other polluters that have created one of the sickest clusters of black communities that have paid the cost of living next to polluters for decades. Add that the very real role that climate change plays in natural disasters that directly affects Black communities throughout Louisiana, I think that what this seat calls for now is a real champion that can speak to the intersection of environmental justice, climate change, racial equity, and a full green transition that will disproportionately benefit Black communities like those in Louisiana Second. And that's Karen. So vote for Karen if you live in the Second, and if you know anyone in the Second, tell them to vote for Karen. And if you can't vote for Karen, send her some change at www.karencarterpeterson.com. And that's that on that. We'll see you all on Thursday.